You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 320. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 320. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Amy. Hey, hey. Do you feel fancy as fuck? I feel fancy as fuck. Fancy AF? I feel faff. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you're able to tell. I hope that you can. Yeah, that's the point, right? That we have upped our mic game. Yeah. We've actually upped the entire Joy Junkie studio. Studio got an upgrade. Game. That's right. So in our new home, we had mentioned to you all before that we have a really great room that's perfect for podcasting. It's it, I, We don't even know what it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a safe room. It's a safe room that we've been calling it, <laughs> but it's off of our closet, but it's substantial. Like, I don't know it's how- It's a decent amount of square foot. It's probably, I don't know. Well, we know that's 10, right? Or 11, 12. It was 12 feet. It's 12 by, I don't know, six, seven? Probably eight. I think I don't closer know. to eight. Like, I can like, man, maybe eight. Okay. So anyway, a, a decent sized room. Yeah. And so we finally were able to hang rugs on the wall so that we could make better acoustics. Yeah. And then we upgraded all of our mic system. And I finally learned how to program things correctly to get it yeah. over to my podcast editor tell. just in our mic check i was like damn we were like pretty good whoa 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 Ooh, easy smith yeah looking good <laughs> well we are tickled to pieces <laughs> that our sound quality is so much better <laughs> right. but i but i also kept thinking you know what we've had over 300 fucking episodes and people still listen so that's true there must be something yeah. y'all are getting from it. for the quality of the content that's the right quality of the audio that's right let's just get it yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, today we're going to be discussing all things self-confidence, and I'm going to give you seven different tips that you can use to start kicking that confidence into high gear. And I want you, as always, to think about what are the things that you can do. Depending on where you are in your personal development evolution, a lot of times you'll hear suggestions and go like, fuck, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not interested in what you're not going to do. I'm interested in what you are going to be doing. What you going to do. That's right. What you going to do. What you want to do. I want to shoot. <laughs> shoot, baby. Shoot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just saw. Salt you saw and, the Salt and Pepper. Right. Just, gosh, when was it? It was in September, wasn't it? I, no. I think it was no. August. It was I can't August. I can't remember. It was, yeah, it was, we were still in our old place. But, yeah, it was an early August. But I went yeah. to see New Kids on the Block and all of that. Anyway, I'm getting completely off topic, so I must need to pass the <laughs> mic over to you for, for a hot second. Yeah, because we have a segment that we like to call... Would you rather... All right, so today's Would You Rather is... Would you rather have a cat with a human face... Or oh my god, a dog with human hands. Wait a minute. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Wait, wait. 
That's so creepy. Wait, say it one more time because I'm I'm not auditory, so I need okay. to really focus. Would you rather okay. have a cat with a human face? Oh, okay. You don't get to pick the face. It comes with a, what other, whatever face it has. But I'm picturing it a cat size but with a human head size. No, it's just a human face. So it's a tiny face. A tiny human face. Oh. Yeah. That'd be really weird. Does it talk? A human head. Does it? No, no, just a human face. So it's a human face, but it's like meow. Uh-huh. It talks <laughs> like a normal cat would normally talk. Although cats have a wide variation of meows. That's true. But coming out of a face, you'd be kind of like, that's all you got? Yeah. Like, like, come on. Where's your English? Where's your whatever? Where's your hooked on phonics? Speak? Yeah. That's right. Okay, okay. So I've got that visual. And what's okay. the second one? A dog with human hands. Okay, just the two in the front are all four. All four. All four are are human, and are they human size, or are they like those tiny ones that you can put on your fingers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You know um, what I'm talking about, right? I, I would say there's they're medium sized hands, like yeah. our Let's president. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was well played, wasn't it? That was, uh, yeah, that was that was good. No, his wouldn't be medium; they'd be small. That's right. They're the small ones. You're right. Uh, according to his opponents. Um, Didn't we do a Cheeto fingers? We did a Cheeto fingers. <laughs> Speaking of our president. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're crazy. I'm up. sorry. I'm, we're coming up on an election year. Way off topic. I know. I'm sorry. I digress. Okay. Have a cat with a human face. Yeah. Or a dog with human hands. Well, I'm also wondering, okay, dogs are really easy to train. It's true. We could train if them. If they had, oh, my God. They could they pick shit up. Thumbs, they could do a lot more tricks. They could well, wash dishes. They, they could give – my first thought was like a foot rub. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Because can you imagine – okay, think about like when our dog is just like sleeping and then she wakes up or, you know, yeah. I can't imagine a cat looking over at me with like just a regular human face. I think that would creep me out too much. Yeah, it'd be a little weird. I agree. I, but so's a so's a dog with human hands. Although it's a lot more. Functional. It's more utilitarian. Utilitarian, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the dog. I'm going to go with you. Just if, just in our little argument here, I've changed my mind because I was originally on cat face. <laughs> you were going cat face. Human cat face. Yeah, cat human face. <laughs> human cat face. No, it'd be cat human face. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dog human hands, cat human face. Okay, I like human cat face a lot better. But you're right. Yeah, but human cat face means it's a human with a cat face. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't work, Amy. I mean. I mean, just listen to yourself. You went to college. Just listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so gosh. So we want to know what you all think. We would love to know. Oh, do you want to do the, that little portion? No, that's uh, that's all I got. Because you tried that last time. No, that's all. And you're like, come over to the. <laughs> <laughs> I was about there. I was like, oh, really? You want right to take you, you want to take that part? Yeah. Well, we have a private Facebook group over in the corner of the internet that Facebook monopolizes, and we have an awesome little group that is incredibly supportive. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours. And after hours. <laughs> I thought you were in the middle of a yawn. I was like, I'm going to get this out before he can do After Hours. You almost got me. <laughs> I saw you cut that yawn short. I did. <laughs> And it is amazing. So every Monday we discuss the Would You Rather 
everybody debates about why they would choose what they would choose. And it's really fun to hear what people's reasoning is. And we would love to hear from you. All you have to do is go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right, right over to us. And everybody's incredible. And we do additional bonus trainings on Thursday where I sound off on questions that come up from the community every week. We do a warm, fuzzy Wednesday, new friends Friday. It's just such a great community. And Mr. Smith pops in there. You might be able to learn his real name. I'm popping off. You're popping off. (laughs) Folks want to be popping off. Folks want to be popping off. Folks want to pop off and have opinions about uh, what they think they would do. Present a specific plan. Oh my god! Well, how about how about we talk about confidence? Let's do it. That Let's was talk about a confidence. really not seamless that a, segue. That was a seamed segue. <laughs> <laughs> that was a seamed. Yeah, poorly yeah. hemmed. Somewhere. Poorly, segue. yes, that's right. <laughs> cut off. It's cut off. All right. Seven ways to kick your self confidence into high gear. Number one, and this is probably the easiest thing to do. And again, I want to underline what I said at the top of the show, pick which one of these seven that you want to do. One of the things that I talk about all the time on the show is you've got to stop consuming personal development and not actually doing anything with it. Many times people will just listen to a podcast or they'll watch a Facebook Live or they'll be like, oh, wow, that sounds really good when they're reading a book or listening to an audiobook. And then they don't actually apply it. They don't actually go out and do something. So here's number one. Do something that makes you proud of yourself. Now, there's a little caveat here. I want you to start small. Something that you know you can actually follow through on. Because if you're like, you know what I'm going to do, I'll be so proud of myself if I get my doctorate degree. It's like, okay, great. But I want you to start with small things. It's a big, yeah, it's a big chunk to chew. Yeah, and it's also a lot further down the road, right? right? So can we do little, small, incremental things each day that will make you proud of yourself? It might be saying hello to a new work colleague, even though you tend to be really shy or, you know, feel uncomfortable. And you'd be like, you know what? I'd be really proud of myself if I reached out. Or maybe it's, you know, paying off a portion of your credit card instead of buying something new. And you'd be like, you know what? I'm really proud of myself. I've been really working on my financial house, and that was a good move. might be just a small little step that you can take. You could do something like if I uh, drink an entire gallon of water today or a liter of water or whatever it happens to be, give yourself something that feels doable for you and that it can be within a very short period of time, something you can do in a day. Uh, meeting your new neighbors, going for a run, watching a documentary you've been postponing or anything that you're like, I really wanted to organize my closet and I finally did it. I at least got through my shirts, right? Anything that you can, like when you rest your head to go to sleep at night, you are like, damn, I'm proud of myself. That was a good move. Or I really wanted to put that off. Or I really didn't want to extend myself and be vulnerable with that new coworker, but I did. That's a great way to start the confidence snowball. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. Because a lot of times, especially for those of you out there who identify as perfectionists, Hmm. hopefully you're starting to say recovering perfectionist or (laughs) perfectionist in remission. I like that. That's great. But to... For those of you out there, a lot of times we set really, really lofty goals and we go, okay, well, I'll be proud of myself if I eat totally raw this week and do 17 workouts. And it's like, come on. No, 
let's just take it a step back and go, today, what would make me proud of myself? It might be as simple as making my fucking bed. Just do something small. Yeah. All right? And you're absolutely right. It creates that ripple effect, snowball effect. It's awesome. All right. Number two, I think this is really – really advantageous and something that I think is drastically missing in our society. So I'm going to give you a little mini lesson on emotional intelligence. Number two is know that your emotions are simply messaging. Because here's one of the things that I think thwarts our confidence. We go through something, whether it's at a workplace or with our partner or a sibling, and we feel shitty about the situation, like we didn't handle ourselves well or we're really hurt by what the other person said. We feel like they're micromanaging us. And we take our emotion that we feel in the moment, whether it's disappointment or embarrassment or shame or guilt, and we take that to mean if I feel shitty, then I must be shitty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I need you to understand that just because you feel something of discomfort or uncomfortable, what I want you to start thinking about is that's just messaging. The same way – so that's emotional pain, right? If we have physical pain, what's physical pain? It's just telling us, hey, don't put your hand on that hot fire. Yeah. Like, hey, hey. Here's here's some pain to say knock that knock that shit off. Or if you have a an issue with your ankle or in your back, it's not just for the fuck of it. It's to be like, hey, Mr. Smith, pay attention. We need you to go help out with what's happening in the physical body. Same thing is happening with emotional pain. It does not mean, hey, you are a shitty person. Yeah. It just means here's a shitty emotion. What's behind it? It's a shitty feeling, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. an emotion. And I shouldn't even say shitty. It's just an uncomfortable feeling. Okay. And our society tells us, don't feel that. Don't feel anything like that. Many of you probably grew up in families where the only thing that was acceptable to feel was happiness. That's, and you just stuff that shit deep down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, my my bestie always says it's like trying to hold a uh, a beach right. ball underwater, right. you know, where we're like, analogy. nothing that's to see analogy. here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And we don't cry. We don't really express anything other than anger. And anger is a secondary emotion, meaning that there's a primary one that's underneath it. So when you're furious at your partner or your boss, it's usually something like disappointment or embarrassment or grief or sadness or shame that's underneath that. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that you can start tapping into, okay, this situation sucks, but I don't suck. So here's what I want you to do is I want you to, when you are feeling discomfort, down in the dumps, upset, whatever it might be, ask yourself, what is this emotion telling me? The same way we would say something to our physical body like, ooh, what is this knee pain telling me? Do I have a joint issue? Do I have connective tissue problems. I better go see Mr. Smith. Do you have issues in your tissues? Do I have issues in my tissues? You have issues in your emotional tissues. That's right. So it's just to go, hmm, what's that really about? Is this a friendship I want to continue? Is this a workplace that really sees me for who I am? Is this a way that I need to stand up for myself more? What is it telling me? Because what we usually do and what our society kind of tells us is when something feels shitty, it must mean that we are. and don't feel it. So then it's like, okay, better eat it away. I better drink it away. I better fuck it away. I better, you know, 
Facebook it away. So we're not actually addressing what's really happening for us. And that's the antithesis to confidence, right? If we're thinking about the opposite end of the emotional spectrum, that's self-love, that's confidence, that's euphoria, that's excitement, that's bliss, that's, you know, gratitude. It's all of the other things on the opposite side of the emotional spectrum. On On the physical side of that, I try to teach my clients you came in with red flags, with with sirens and red lights blaring. Yep. Right? You're in that kind of pain. So I want to get you where you see the speedometer going up. And right. And you know to slow down before the sirens and the, and the all the lights come on and you get pulled over and you get a ticket. Right? Or you're in a fucking crash. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Awareness is the key for that. That's Being right. Being aware of the signals early, right? So that's what you're getting at too on the emotional side is. Or just, I mean, very simply, even to use your wording, what is the signal here behind this emotion? Right. What is the signaling? Right, but getting to that signal early. Right. Right, that that signal might be there, but you're unaware of it. You're you're not paying attention. Right, so getting to that signal before it becomes that emotional issue. That seems to me to be um, kind of key in, in, in this um point that's great yeah that's awesome and yeah you're absolutely right most of the time that's where i see people when they come into deep down and dirty it's they have gotten to such an extreme place of discomfort where they hate themselves so much or they believe that they are not enough or valuable so much so that it's influencing their relationships. It's influencing their choice of career, whether to stay in something they don't want. It's influencing their relationship to their body. And it's not until it gets to that point where they're like, this is an emergency. I cannot continue on this way. Makes so much sense. That they make they actually make the change. And this is one of the biggest things that I teach is about how to tap into what are you feeling and to use it as a compass, to use it as a guide. But you're absolutely right. Awareness is the win. And that's something my students hear nonstop. Awareness (laughs) is the win. Awareness is the win. So number two, know that emotions are simply messaging. And I want you to ask yourself, what is this emotion telling me or signaling? And what am I making up? Okay? Because that's where we usually take the shitty situation and we go, this must mean I'm unlovable. Or this must mean I'll never work in this industry ever again. This must mean, and we make this kind of catastrophic jump to something about who we are. When we are, you've seen me do this, you know, Mm -hmm. even my mind does this still and I have to check myself and come back and do all of my tools and all my self-talk where something goes awry. I feel an emotion and then I go, oh my gosh, this must mean, and I have to catch myself and go, no, no, no. What am I making up? I'm making up a shit ton. All right. So that's number two. Number three, this will then follow suit. Number three is get a handle on your self-talk. Okay. Because what happens once we have those thoughts, right? We feel a feeling that's just, yeah. that's uncomfortable. Then we start thinking all these thoughts and then we start berating ourselves. Yeah. yeah, you are unlovable or no, you're, you aren't good enough or you'll never accomplish what so-and-so did or whatever it might be, or you're disgusting. Sometimes we are really acrimonious to ourselves. So whatever it is that you are noticing in that moment of discomfort Say something to yourself that's actually helpful. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to imagine that you're telling that to somebody else, that it's to your best friend or to somebody you love dearly or to a child. 
and think about how would you encourage them if they were saying things to themselves that you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if you're saying, you know, I am just a total worthless piece of shit. If a child came to you and said that that's what they were saying, what would you say to them? No, you're not. You are absolutely not. You are incredible. You are resourceful. You're going through a really rough time, but you're going to get through this. Or you are more than this circumstance. Something like that where you can give yourself a little bit of a pep talk. And we also know scientifically, this has actually been uncovered in research in the last handful of years, that we respond far better when we are speaking third person like that to ourselves. When we say, like, you're going to get this, you're on track. It's almost like this external voice that's a cheerleader. Yeah. Instead of saying, I am going to get through this or I am amazing. I Go with whatever works for you. But if you find that sort of commentary in your mind to be challenging, go in third person and just say, you know what? You've got this. You're going to get through it like you were speaking to somebody else. Nice. And I will say, too, this is a huge piece of the work that I do. And there's a lot of the there's a huge reason why self-talk doesn't work for a lot of people and personal affirmations don't work. And I've actually outlined a huge piece of that in a workshop that I have going on. If you have not checked it out yet, I highly, highly encourage you to do so. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. You'll see availability, like the next showing will be listed there for you. And in that workshop, I chronicle five major shifts that you have to take in order to get to that place where you genuinely do believe that you are enough, where you're not riddled with self-doubt, where you're not constantly making everyone else more important and people-pleasing and having such a tight grip on perfectionism. And if, if that's you and you're getting to that point where you're like, I can't keep progressing like this, I'm miserable. Right. And, and this is what I see all the time where people have checked off all the boxes. They have the great career. They have the kids. They got married. They have the house they love. And they're like, why the hell am I not happy? Yeah. Because it's been constantly searching for happiness outside of themselves. So yeah. if if any of that is like, oh, shit, you just called me out, you have to go to this workshop. Okay. There is a whole section where I talk about the the difference between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and why there's what's called a cognitive dissonance when you know, like, logically, I should believe in myself. I've accomplished a lot of things. But subconsciously, there is a disempowering belief Spoiler alert that you developed at childhood, usually <laughs> by the age of eight, and it has said something other than that, that yeah. you aren't deserving of love, that you aren't enough. So it doesn't matter how much you rationally try to think through things. If you don't shift that subconscious narrative, good fucking luck. Yeah. yeah. Because our subconscious is 88% of our brain. Is it really? So it's running the show no matter what. Wow. That's interesting. The conscious part's just 12%, and that's where we have logic, reason, rationale, and willpower. Oh, good old will. So when willpower is only— Willpower. No wonder we can't willpower ourselves into, you know, anything that we're desiring, health, wellness, or speaking kindly to ourselves. If there's a disconnect to the subconscious, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. you speak meanly to yourself— there's no way it's coming out. That's exactly yeah. right. So again, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. I talk a lot about the self-talk. Be sure to have a pen and paper and be ready to take notes because there's a lot that I go off in 
about that. And then if you're interested in Deep Down and Dirty, there's a chance for you to speak with somebody on my team afterward and see if that's you know a great fit for you and to see if you are really struggling with the things that I can help you with and you'll get kind of a, a laser plan there. So nice. All right. Okay, cool. So number one, do something that makes you proud. Number two, know that emotions are just messaging. Number three, get a handle on that self-talk. I'm also going to put a couple links in the show notes. Number four, start with your body. This is probably one of the easiest ones. I saw you perk up a little bit here. Like, oh, the body. I know a little bit about that. You know all about that. Mr. Smith is a very, very skilled body worker, by the way, those of you who don't know. Oh, thank you. I'm bowing if you can't see. (laughs) And there is a great TED Talk by Amy Cuddy. I'll link to it in the show notes where she talks about starting confidence through your body, which is sort of a soma psychic practice where you start with the body to make an influence on your your mentality or your emotional state. Interesting. What's her approach to that? So she talks a lot about power poses and how they studied. The, the, one of my favorites is where she talks about how people who, even if they are blind and they have a victory, like accomplishing something, um, anything like that. Even if they're blind, everybody, when they're victorious, will do the same pose, which I'm doing. Victory V. It's a victory V. It's like where you throw your arms up in sort of a V pose, and you usually kind of throw your head back. And so even people who hadn't seen that represented, the emotion of victory tends to come out in the body for all of us in the same pose. Let me do it, too. Let me do it. Everybody do this right now. Victory. Unless you're driving. Unless you're (laughs) driving. Yeah, not a good idea. Or on even on a treadmill, like perhaps not oh, on a treadmill. That could well. I, that that skill. Because right <laughs> I can't even look away. Then I bow to you. Yeah. My, like if I look anywhere but at the screen <laughs> or at my feet, I will trip off that. I would thing. pay money to see that. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. Exactly. Like a it's solid like five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm worth to you. Five dollars. I see. I oh see my how this gosh. Works. So I would love for you you all to check this out. Uh, again, it will be in the show notes. But she talks about a couple of different ones. One is a Wonder Woman pose where you uh, kind yeah. of put your hands on Peter your hips. Pan. Yeah, yeah, Peter Pan. Yeah, exactly. There's one that is so, sort of like a gorilla where you put your arms on a table, almost like in a gorilla type arm stance, okay. like where you're leaning on a table. Like I got this. Like yeah, kind of a yeah. dominant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one, if you're sitting down, is to put your legs up and your arms behind your head, kind of like ah, like king of the castle, like you're the oh, like the, the big on the boss desk kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So any number of those. Those are great. I think my favorite one is the Wonder Woman pose because let's say you have a date you're going on, an interview, a really scary meeting with the in-laws or a family event. Go into the bathroom, stand there in a power pose. Just for a couple of minutes, repeat self-talk to yourself that is powerful and inspiring and allow it to just soak into your body. I know you've talked about a few times how like if you're crumpled up and your posture is really caved in and you've got your arms folded, it's really challenging to feel the emotion of excitement. Or happiness. Or happy. Yeah. And, and if I told you, you know, I, I saw somebody in a very depressed posture, you know exactly what that looks like. That's right. Right? And they may not be depressed, but it is a depressed posture. Right? That's right. Another technique that I give my clients that I find very helpful is to not force a posture. Oh, yeah. Now, if forcing a posture works for you, go for it. More power. Right. 
Um, but what I find is that posture when forced, either, you know, when you get into that crumpled, you know, guy on the computer with his head forward and his shoulders crumpled forward yeah. position, that's a forced posture, even though it's comfortable for that guy, right? Mm. Getting out of that and getting more centered in yourself. Sit on your sits bones. Those little bones that you sit on that are right underneath your glutes, yep. get connected to those. Feel where your spine feels. Does it feel forward? Does it feel backward? You know, and keep going up your body. Where do my shoulders feel? Where's a more relaxed position? And right. something I give clients is, what can you let go of and still feel like gravity is your friend? Yeah. And when you do that, you get into a place where you're more yourself. Mm. you've let go of a lot of things and your sympathetic nervous system is allowed to turn off. Yeah. And when your sympathetic nervous system is turned off, you can be more fluid in your interviews. You oh can yeah. Be more yourself with that date, you know, whatever it is you're doing, you're much more yourself because you feel more like yourself physically. Right. right. Well, if you think about even the Paris or the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. Yeah. That's in con you're in constant defense. Exactly. And so if your body is in constant defense all the time, of course, you're going to feel stiff and anxiety ridden and, you know, and ready to fight or run. That's right. right. Yeah. Parasympathetic tend and befriend. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. when you get out of that, so that's really great. And I love, I love that you share that because I also think it's a great correlation because you've shared many times that your clients don't have body awareness, yeah. right? right? And I've experienced a lot where people don't have emotional awareness. Right. And when you have just that light switch go on, it's it's very simply paying attention to something that we never gave credence before. Yeah, We we sit at our desk and we just go, my back hurts. Uh -huh. We don't stop and go, where are my sits bones? Where does my spine feel? Oh, it's always hurting. So I'm just going to let it happen. We have right. an alter That's that signal from the beginning that we were talking about. Exactly. Or if you have an altercation with somebody, you go into blame, like why yeah. that person is so, so shitty, yeah. or you go into self-loathing of why I fucked up so bad. And we don't stop to dissect what's actually happening. So please know, awareness is the win, my friends. Absolutely. Truly. It, in all situations, you have to start there before you can create any kind of change. All right. So number four is start with your body and do postures as, as gently as you can without really forcing them that feel really powerful in order mm -hmm. to usher in confidence a lot more smoothly. Absolutely. Number five, this one is one of my favorites too, which is very simply have an opinion and have an opinion with grace and kindness. And I would say, one of my favorite ways to start with this is when the next time somebody says, where should we go to dinner? Have an opinion about the dinner. Do not say, oh, I don't care. Let's go wherever you want. Uh, let's go to Maggiano's. Yeah. Yes. Say exactly where you want to go. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm playing the, the other partner. Let's go to Maggiano's. Oh, I don't really like Italian. Or, well, oh, I well, guess. you just said we'd go anywhere. Exactly. It's right. infuriating. Yeah. Have a fucking opinion. And <laughs> it's also, I know that there are those of you out there, okay? I know that you are out there who are like, no, but Amy, I really don't care where we go. Everybody has a preference. Everybody has something that they would be like, oh, man, Japanese sounds so good right now. Or You are allowed to be 
to be passionate about what sounds good to you in the moment. You're allowed to advocate for that. That's a piece of saying my wants and opinions and needs matter. Yeah. Period. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a, a discussion about the other person really wants Mexican and you're like, you know what? I could do Mexican too. I'm not sure. saying that. I'm just saying start exercising the habit of not depending on everybody else to dictate your future. Yeah. Yeah. Advocate for yourself. Say, hey, no, I'd really like to do this. The boss says, hey, I really want you to complete this by Friday. You know that that will absolutely kill you. Speak up about it. Have an opinion and just say, you know what? The last thing I want to do is let you down. I'll be really honest with you. I have so many things on my plate right now. I can't guarantee you I will do an amazing job for you. What do you think about Monday? What do you think about a week after that? Is there any way or can we eliminate some of this stuff on my plate? Mm, Yeah. Have an opinion. Your partner wants to do, you know, partners is usually we're we're a lot more vocal. Yeah. But I want you to think about who are those people? Is it? siblings? Is it the new friends you made? Is it where you just want to make them happy? Just have an opinion about something, right? And know that that doesn't mean you have to get into a full-on heated debate. Yeah, for sure. Right? But if somebody, especially if somebody asks you, have an opinion about it. Don't just say, I don't care. I'm, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Have one. Okay. Number six, be super intentional about who you hang out with. A lot of times we'll be stuck in friendships that are historical or antiquated, and we think we just have to stay friends with them, but we've really grown apart. And truth be told, every time you hang out with them, they make you feel bad about yourself or they give you shit about the positive steps that you're taking towards your life. Cool friends. Exactly. And everybody listening has a family member like that. Oh, yeah. So please – Be intentional about that. You don't have to have a big come to Jesus and say, hi, family member, I'm cutting you out of my life. Or hi, you know, you don't have to do that. But you can be strategically unavailable for things. You can make sure that you can only spend a limited amount of time. And then conversely, start spending your time with people who do build you up. I mean, even the after hours community is amazing for that. You know, we think, oh, I can't manifest friends. I don't have people who care about personal development. You have to take action to go after that, to find them. You have to join clubs or groups or courses or classes, you know, uh, sports teams or anything like that to start getting around like-minded people. Yeah. So I suggest that you find people who care about deep things. One of the things that blows me away and deep down and dirty and blows the students away too is how because we are talking about such deep-rooted issues, everybody is instantly friends instantly connected. We all say, I love you. Mm. It is incredibly intimate very quickly because the thing that's pulling us together is something that's really deep. So it's different than we're going to all learn how to quilt. (laughs) Right, right. So for those of you out there, it's probably personal development. What if you went to a meetup group that you aligned with politically? Or maybe it's for LGBTQ rights. That's a really deep emotional thread. Maybe it's a church group that you care a lot about the same spiritual path. Those things tend to unite you with like-minded individuals. So be intentional about who you hang out with. All right. And number seven, coming in last, but still very much important, do something that scares you. Oh. Now, I'm not talking petrified, you know, you know, white person running up the stairs in a horror movie type of scared. 
Why do they always run up the fucking stairs? Why do they, like, hide in the most conspicuous place? I'm like, could yeah. you please just leave the premises? <laughs> okay. Do something that scares you. Now, I would say just to get your heart going a little bit. It could be something like going to an event that you're a little nervous to go by yourself. Or maybe it's speaking up to somebody. Maybe it's saying, like, I actually kind of find that offensive. I'd appreciate it if you didn't bring that up around me. Maybe it's asking somebody to lunch. You know, a new friendship or a new potential suitor, something like that, where you're mm. like, you know what, I'd love to grab a drink sometime. Or doing something maybe artistic. Maybe you've are always thought, oh, I, I don't have artistic talent, but you love the idea of going to those wine and paint parties, but you're like, I can't because I can't. Maybe that. Maybe just that simple. Sure. Of Because then what happens is you go, you know what, I was scared to do that and I completely – Prove myself wrong. And then what happens? We circle right back to number one. You've done something that made you proud of yourself. That's right. Hey, I like that. Full circle. I think about this because I am not the most adventurous, outdoorsy type of girl, <laughs> to say the very you've least. Become, you've become a lot more. But it years. took me going, this scares the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. There's a really great place out here called Whitewater Center. And it, it they have like ropes courses and zip lines and climbing walls, climbing walls yeah. and uh, you know all sorts of stuff so i've i really my heart is racing doing some of those ropes courses but i'm like <sighs> i will be so proud of myself for pushing something that scares me next time we go you got to do a zip line oh my gosh the last <laughs> time remember last time you, you, almost did last you time. and my brother came back and i was like hey hey you guys and i was like way high up and <laughs> you were right. like oh my god look I'm at like, you oh my gosh she's on this crazy rope course i was doing like the black diamond level yeah 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 so anything maybe something adventurous like that artistic like i said go to an event but what i want you to do when you do this and this is really really important that it's not about the outcome as much as it is the action so, for instance, if you speak up about something and the other person doesn't receive it well, that doesn't matter. The win is that you spoke up. Sure. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You might ask the somebody action. out to lunch and they might say, no, the action is what the win is, that right. you did something that scared you. So we have to start tying our self-worth to our bravery instead of the results because we can't control that. All we can do is control how we're showing up in this world. Right. That's it. So let's show up with some courage and some bravery and be fucking proud of ourselves. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I feel confident already. Nice. I know. I'm all <laughs> sitting up straight. It's also because Are you on your sits bones? I am on my sits bones, but it's also because of the little chair I'm on doesn't have a back, so I have to be sitting up straight. Yeah, you do. Okay, let's do a quick recap. Number one, do something that makes you proud of yourself. Start small with something you can actually follow through with. Number two, know that your emotions are simply messaging. That's it. Ask, what is this emotion telling me? What am I making up about this scenario? Number three, get a handle on that self-talk. And again, please, if you struggle with that, go check out that workshop that I mentioned that, again, free, totally free for you. And worst thing that happens is you learn a bunch of shit. So <laughs> thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Number four, start with your body. Do some sort of power pose or connect with your body in a way that exudes confidence. It sounds like an 80s song. Gonna start with your body. Start with your body. Start with your body, right? Start with your body. Start with your body. Start with your body, right? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted 2019. That's right. For the 80s.
Oh my gosh. Maybe the 90s. The, ever 90s. Si- since fucking 1997. Like you'll start and then just like, boom, I'll just go in. You like, do. And then I'll <laughs> chime in. We are always doing that. Oh, we have so many songs we've written. It's out of control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number five, have an opinion. Start exercising an opinion. Very simply, decide where you want to go to eat. That's the easiest way. Or, no, I actually think I want to go home and have a nap. Like, just have an opinion. Number six, be super intentional about who you surround yourself with. And finally, number seven, do something small that scares you so that you can circle back and be proud of yourself. I love it. Any other final thoughts? Mm, no. <laughs> You've been doing that night. No, I doubt. Night. Alvin, do you have anything to add? Nah. <laughs> no, I don't. Nothing at all. No. No, I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I was trying not to do that so that save some work for our editors. Well, it's it's all good. I think I I think I have that one at my disposal. You have that one quick because okay, <laughs> we've done we've this so much. A, lot. a little uh, JT and Jimmy Fallon there for you. That's right. All right, loves. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life, Mr. and Ms. Smith. Out.